0: Hi, Brittany hi Tiffany welcome to episode uh, is it 31 yes we are at 31 we were getting closer and closer to our actual age
1: It's gonna be sad when we like <laughs> no it'll be exciting when we outage ourselves with our podcast yeah
0: that'll be impressive when
1: it's meaningful you know most most podcasts don't make it to 20.
0: I'm impressed with that. I was going to say, we might be – I we should have looked this up. We are nearing our one-year anniversary of when we recorded. It may have been, like, right around this time. If it's n- getting
1: close for sure.
0: Because we put it out at the beginning of the year, but we would have recorded before that. So, like, when we yeah. first had our – we should have we should have marked it so we could have a one year anniversary of turning the mics on. Listen,
1: when I find the answer, I'll put it in the comments below.
0: All <laughs> <laughs> well, the point of it is, it's definitely been it's been a year. It has been a year of us doing this, which is
1: crazy. A yeah, year that we did so not anticipate. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. F this year. I'm trying. You know what I want to do in 2021 is like become an uncursor. I'm so tired of cursing. <gasps>
0: This okay you sound just like what I was well I didn't say this to Curtis but I have been become a sailor in the last like six months (laughs) to a point that like I'm shocking myself at how terrible my mouth is and so I need to make some adjustments it's how I'm coping with all of my emotions but um, yeah yeah same.
1: Totally. I remember being a little bit younger and like really judging people and just being like you don't sound smart because you can't think of better words to use and now I'm like worse than anyone I ever judged.
0: Yep. That's how I feel too. I'm like where did this come from?
1: I don't know how it happened. Oh but speaking of not knowing how things happened let's talk about relationships.
0: (laughs) How we're (laughs) surviving uh Not surviving. Oh, I guess both. Surviving, thriving, all of the above in our romantic relationships during a pandemic.
1: Oh, baby. What the hell? What the actual hell? That's what we do on this show is we ask the big questions and it turns out the big question is always the same. It's what the hell.
0: Yep. Hence the name. It's
1: always the same. (laughs) It never changes. As of the recording right now,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you're very close to a very important day. I am. Tell tell everybody about it. Tell me about your big important day. I know it all, but you know, tell sure, me anyway. Sure, <laughs>
0: sure. I will tell you. Um, well, we're recording this on the fourteenth. My fourteenth anniversary of being married is coming up in two days on the sixteenth of December. It's crazy because on the one hand, it feels like it should already be that long, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like we've been together for so long. Because I think in January we'll be like nineteen years.
1: That at you've least been together.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we that, woke up several times in high school, but like wow. since first starting dating, yeah, 19 years.
1: Wow yeah that's so many years I'm so like wow because I don't feel old enough for that to be true
0: I know I feel like I should be 50 and saying that but I'm 34
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no yeah exactly I feel still like it's always going to be like oh we're at like seven years we're at eight years like oh my gosh can you believe we're at 10 like no you're hitting 14 you're well into the teenage years of your relationship
0: I know I remember like for some reason the this kind of number 14 or the teenage years of marriage always reminds me of like the youth sponsors when I was in youth group it's like all the people that had that were probably my age now that were like working with all the young kids and like they seemed like cool like not too old but like whatever and now I'm like at that age where we have a fairly mature marriage we've been married quite a long time now but yeah it's crazy and it's and it's long for like LA years because so many people get married like much later out here and so you know there's a lot of people oh, that yeah. I work with that i have been married the same amount of time but they're like 10 years older than me so
1: yeah in LA years you've like lapped a yeah. lot of people <laughs> yeah like solid mario kart lapped them yeah
0: exactly no but it's <laughs> yeah so it's a big a big day i mean there's it's not like a significant not like the 15 or the 20 but 14 is is a long time
1: so it's pretty legit uh (laughs) do you have a plan I mean in in a world in a world where you can't plan anything (laughs) do you have one
0: we haven't made specific plans we do have our sitter coming over and I'm guessing we'll probably just like drive down to the beach or something like that just something simple maybe go bike riding or unless he has made a specific plan I'm guessing that will probably be Mm -hmm, somewhere mm -hmm. close to our plan
1: Curtis here's your shot he's gonna listen to this after your anniversary and be like damn it you guys so you're not big like gift givers right so like what
0: no I mean the plan the plan most years like our plan in terms of anniversary is like we always we're very we're big card givers so like we'll usually give get at least one or two cards usually one that's like a little scandalous and then one that's like more romantic or more sweet you know Mm. but yeah we don't do a lot of gifts uh on anniversaries he'll he a lot of times will do i need to be better about this but he'll often do something very thoughtful or sentimental like he got like a deck of cards and wrote like things on every card that was like what I never heard about that I, 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 I yeah I think I have it somewhere I think it's in my little box over there but like each of the suits represented something so it was like I I'm gonna get this wrong but it was like you know, the, all the diamonds were about like something, he would say something nice about like how I looked or something that he loved about what, what I look like. And then something else would be about oh. like my personality or I don't remember, but it it was very sweet. So he's, he's d- so
1: creative. Yeah.
0: He does that every once in a while, like something more like a bigger kind of romantic thing like that. Otherwise we usually just, we like to go do like experiences or, you know, spend the money on like a nice dinner or like something like that instead of a gift
1: so okay so obviously we're like leading into relationships because the way that they tell you you should make a show is like you got to have an intro and it needs to tie into the body of work and then you got to wrap it up like any good essay
0: Mm -hmm. um which you're the expert (laughs) on so you know
1: I did win an essay contest one time in Florida
0: (sighs) that does not surprise me Congratulations to 2006 Tiffany. (laughs) 2006,
1: best essay in the state of Florida. I have a trophy somewhere. I don't even remember what I wrote about.
0: Oh my gosh, the state of Florida?
1: The whole state, the whole thing. Thank you,
0: that's amazing. It was
1: probably like three entrants, let's be real. No. So Brittany and I offline, off the pod, have had a lot of conversations lately about our relationships, which we always have. It's actually one of our early conversations in our friendship that bonded us. It's like we started talking about our relationships at the time. We were so young. We're so young, 23, 24, and being like, you go through this? Me too. Like, I've never talked about this with anyone. I've never experienced that. So it's still obviously a big part of our relationship. There's no... There's like just no secrets. We know all the things. Yeah. There's no secrets. No filters. And no filters, no secrets. And it's really refreshing. I think everybody should have at least one relationship like that. I have a few friends I feel like I can talk about these things with, and you probably do too. Yeah. But like, I I think it's important. And we have not wavered during the pandemic about talking about our relationships (laughs) and what we're going through. And it's a big topic across the board. Everybody's talking about it. Mm hmm about our relationships improving are they failing like are there more divorces or there less divorces and breakups and in the beginning of the pandemic everybody's talking about everybody was cute about it there's gonna be a pandemic baby boom (laughs) that's what they said there's gonna be a pandemic baby boom hell nah No one's libido has been lower <laughs> than it is right now. I don't know anybody. If your libido has skyrocketed during the pandemic, I want to hear from you and why. Like you're invited on the show. We want to talk about it cuz I don't how it's not I don't know
0: to that, sure. Yeah.
1: Not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm over here. I'm like Tiffany's ooh, like, yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Um, and I think I have a pretty healthy sex drive as a whole, but not anymore. It's like withered away.
0: Because of the pandemic and being stuck inside all the time?
1: Absolutely. Like, is there anything better in the world than going out for a girls night and then coming home to your man and him being like doubly attractive?
0: I, I do miss that. Sure. I miss just you know having space in general. I think that would help anything. Ever, yeah. All of the things seem better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all of the things uh yeah but there's something like I always love that that I like go on my girlfriends and have a night out and he'd be home working on his music that's what he would do and I would come home and just be like "I of the tiger hey. on this guy yeah <laughs> there is none of that there's none of that so there's definitely no baby boom in my world but it is funny I, so we were talking about what we're going to talk about tonight Brittany and I and so we we're both just googling finding stuff and in the same search I immediately found completely different like conflicting information about the state of relationships during the pandemic. So literally went to the New York Post and I know the New York Post and the Washington Post are both a little bit tabloidy but they're not of no repute. They're not like a joke. They're kind of in between (laughs) like us. Um, So (laughs) on the New York Post And these are these articles that I found are like a month apart. Like they're not like beginning pandemic. And like now they're like September, October. So the New York Post said it says divorce rates have spiked in the (laughs) U.S. It's so (laughs) funny. Okay, I'm sorry. It says divorce rates have spiked in the U.S. during the coronavirus pandemic as couples have been stuck at home for months. Like no shit. Then it says the number of people looking for divorces was 34 percent higher from March through June compared to 2019. And this is the part that's cracking me up. According to new data collected from Legal Templates, a company that provides legal documents. <laughs> it's like LegalZoom. Oh. It's like a LegalZoom competitor. So okay. what they're saying is people are going on that website and they're like googling like how to get a divorce or whatever on that website, but they're not like sure. actually getting a divorce, they're just thinking about it. Okay, makes sense. So you can't use that and go divorces are up. Divorces are up.
0: Sure. That's not a reliable source.
1: (laughs) No, it's incomplete. It's incomplete information. Okay. So that's the divorces are up site. On the Washington Post, they're saying that divorces are down. It said in spite of breathless media reports of a surge, divorce appears to be down in 2020. The initial data we have from the five states that report divorce statistics in real time indicates a decline in divorce filings for 2020. So here's the issue with that. There are five states that report divorce statistics in real time. Out of 50, you can't use those five states to extrapolate across the entire United States. Yeah.
0: It'd be one thing if it was like 30 of them, but do you want to They're saying
1: five of them. Yeah. So therefore divorces are down. So here's what we know is that we don't know. Yes. And that relationships are
0: hard. In general. In 2020.
1: (laughs) You're like. Fuck the statistics. They're just hard. So we'll know in a few years. The truth is. We don't know. Don't believe the news. It's all a lie. Fake news. (laughs) Here's what I need to know. Okay. What has the pandemic done. To your relationship. And I know that's a massive question. That is a massive question. A very broad question. It's a very broad question. But like marriages have challenges. Relationships have challenges. But what unique challenges has the pandemic thrust upon you
0: you know this year I think there's been waves of things because you know when this all first started back in March you know we thought this was maybe two weeks then maybe a few months and now it's been like most of the year and so because of that there's been different different points where I think I don't know that I could ever say that like oh it's just been this amazing thing but I think there's actually been parts of it that have been really good for our relationship and then there's parts that have obviously been really hard i think for us specifically i think there's things that would have been harder had we not spent um, the time in kansas city working from home together because Mm -hmm. we had already done that before curtis and i are best friends and we get along really well i would say we have i would say a very healthy relationship in terms of just communication and And that kind of thing. So, in terms of being around each other 24-7, that's actually not a problem for us. Like, I personally need space in general in life from people, regardless of whether it's Curtis or the kids or friends or anybody. I don't function well when I don't get, like, my own time. So, that's been the hardest thing, which then affects our relationship because I'm not feeling myself and all of of the, the things that would come with that. So, I mean I think the biggest challenge for us is finding time alone, finding time just to be I guess romantic and and I don't even mean like sexually, I just mean like everything's the same every day. Everything's, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that and I know everybody's doing the pandemic a little bit differently, but I think the one thing that's been helpful for us is still finding some time to do some things for ourselves like it's it's just so easy to file into patterns and like even at night be like oh we just do our own thing and we watch our own show on our phone and we do Mm -hmm. just whatever and just trying to still find places that we do things together finding new shows to watch together just trying to keep that part I don't know I feel like I'm just rambling and trying to find an answer to your
1: question no I think you're answering it I mean these are that is what's unique about it is that like (laughs) the total entrapment you can't separate anything. So, like, even your alone I, – I feel like, it, at least for me, my alone time, because I'm the same way, I get drained. Yeah. And so I need, like, meaningful alone time. That's my problem is that it's not meaningful because I'm always alone. Mm. I'm with him. But, no, I'm with him all the time, my boyfriend. But, like, we're always alone in the sense of, like, we're not with anyone else. Sure, yeah. So even when I have my alone time, I'm not – Recharging from overstimulation with people, I'm recharging from the overstimulation of like loneliness.
0: And I get that. I feel like that's the big difference. That like I do. I feel so overwhelmed by having people around 24 seven. Even though it's my family, mm-hmm. it's like I am needed all day by yeah. every, all the time. And there's never a period where you know. At least when you go to work and the kids go to school, it's just different. It's like yeah. It's both so incredibly boring and then also just so draining where I, I feel very lonely in terms of our, not seeing our friends and like yeah. you guys and everything. So I do feel a sense of loneliness, but I don't think I feel it the way that maybe other people are feeling it. I don't know. I guess maybe – I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a different experience. Like you – Aren't alone. I mean? I think if anything, it's probably a different type of loneliness. Yeah, I was anything. gonna say it is
0: still loneliness, but I feel like I'm just ha- I still have to be on all the time because yeah. I have to feed people every day and make sure they're doing their schoolwork every day and blah blah blah. It just like so I feel like I you know again when people talk about being bored during the pandemic, like I don't under I I don't relate. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't
1: relate to that either. Yeah, I don't relate to the <laughs> like, boredom. Good for like, what's- Yeah. But- yeah. I would be really interested to know what that feels like. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay. But but at the same time, I mean, so my situation at home, so my boyfriend has been furloughed for like the whole year. Um, so my day all day I'm answering to people nonstop. I'm working all day long every minute that there's a minute I'm working and I'm answering to people but he has a different type of thing where he is feeling purposeless because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the normal work schedule that I have so he gets to fill his time with whatever he wants in a time where he can't do whatever he wants yeah. so it's it's like a battle almost of yeah. different types of exhaustion it's amazing the ways that a human can be exhausted
0: Yes, that is true. I think that's been like the weirdest thing to discover this year is like all the emotions, all the different kinds of emotions, even seeing it in my kids too. It's like I could tell even just this weekend, which I know this is not about romantic relationships, but like Nadia, she just hit a point where she like walked out, (laughs) walked down to her room and closed the door and like she was in there for several hours and I checked on her and it was like you could just tell she was tapped out and drained and I'm like, I feel you. Right. What are some unique challenges for you and your relationship this year?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing for us has been that thing of us being in different places because we're not both like we're not both not working and we're not both working. Yeah. One of us is experiencing this pandemic very differently from the other. Yeah. And trying to like understand each other each other's anxieties and the ways that the other one is depleted. Yeah. Um, and they're both. Completely Valid. Yeah. The ways that he is like constantly depleted by, you know, lack of interaction with people during the day and the ways that I'm completely depleted by constant interaction with people throughout the day. You know, they're both completely valid, but we're experiencing it so differently that I think that's been a really, really unique challenge that like at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm done. And then I like, we still have to have dinner and the house still needs to be you know not a disaster for tomorrow because if it is a disaster I can't focus and or heat you know whatever the case may be um so I think that's been one of our really unique challenges and I know we're not alone but like it's not something we've experienced before we've both always been working or whatever and so that's that's a unique challenge that's been really hard and then on top of it which I know we talked about before we're having to move right now which is just cruel and unusual Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a whole um it's not something we're not moving by choice we're moving because we have to our landlords are saying that their son is moving into our home because he needs to It's a thing that they're saying. And so we are moving. And um, it's been awful because for six months we've been displaced in our own home knowing we don't get to stay here, knowing that we have to leave. I'm emotionally attached to this place because it was my last home with Gilligan, my dog. And it's really upsetting not having a home and then having to find a new place when you don't you know, have your normal job structure with furloughs and things like that. It just creates a whole new type of anxiety and stress and so our challenge has been I think understanding each other's stress validating it and then you know when we have our moments are not good moments forgiving each other and I will say that's been one of the bright spots is we have never forgiven each other faster in our relationship ever than we have during the pandemic
0: yeah yeah Except that's for last weekend when we had a
1: really big fight. But besides that day, yeah. <laughs> that's been a positive. It's like you learn to let things go a little bit faster or mm-hmm. you don't. And thankfully, we've learned to let things go sometimes in the exact moment. Like we'll have a thing about something because it's hard and then immediately go, I'm really sorry. if This is the worst time of our lives. Yeah, from exactly. Both ends. And totally. it, like I've learned that from him more than the opposite because I am way slower to forgive as a whole.
0: No, but that's amazing that something positive you can take out of it which I think there is that I mean it's it's so easy to like sit and grumble about this whole year which there's lots to be upset about but there's also I think there's there's definitely some positive things that have come out of it as well just in our like and Curtis and my relationship even with the kids like you know I think for him and I it's I mean we, don't get me wrong we've definitely had our our battles as well but to be honest like I I feel like that's actually the been the easiest part of the pandemic is like I I feel like if anything we've gotten closer over this time I mean the challenges of life have been tough and I think if we weren't as close as we are and like feeling as strong as we are in our marriage I think it would be a a much darker place right now Um, but I think given what we've gone through this year like let alone the pandemic with like losing three family members this year and like Yeah, I think somehow we've grown together because I think from when we first got married as, you know, 21, 20 and 22 year old kids, we are very different people now. And I think growing together has allowed things like a pandemic to not completely rock our relationship. Like, if anything, it's like I enjoy sitting in the same room with him every day like yeah I need my space in general as Brittany McConnell to function but he would not be on my list of things of like what's hard about this year mm. at all so oh that's so good <laughs> I mean I think it's I don't and I don't know I think it's like again I, I think I attribute a lot of it to just like we get along really well we, we've always been that way though like even from the beginning of our relationship we're not people that like fight all the time like we bicker but like it's i don't know its something i'm very thankful about that in our relationship but yeah i don't know yeah
1: well okay we can't have a conversation like this without bringing something like super christian into it (laughs) okay (laughs) so this is brit britney came up with this and i love it you asked if you feel if we if anyone feels like their love language has changed during the pandemic (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is a very christian thing to ask but i do people that are not christian not oh they're still know into about? it okay i was gonna say they do it. but is it a christian book
1: yeah it's gary chapman
0: oh yes 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 i couldn't remember who wrote it okay
1: it is christian as hell
0: okay no i know it is but i yeah that's true i haven't read it in so yeah. long
1: but it is it did it had a little um, you know crossover mainstream popularity <laughs> and so secular. i think yeah, it went secular to the other side. I wonder how many people got saved off of that book. Um, uh, I'm going to hell. <laughs> I think that's such a great question that you asked. I love that question because I do feel like in general, you, everybody knows this. Like your taste buds change, your love languages do change, even though you have like dominant ones. And so I want to know, yeah, from you, like, do you? So, so what is your most common love language, and then, and then, do you think it has changed? I'm asking it as though it was my idea. This, Brittany I know, wrote this I know. Question. And I like, I
0: wrote that question and now I'm like, I should have thought about the answer before. Um, so words of affirmation, physical touch, gifts. Oh, quality time, acts of service. Mm. Okay.
1: Um, I would... Th- <laughs> I want to... Hang on. I want to hear from one person <laughs> who has decided that their their love language has changed to quality time. Quality time, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liars.
0: Uh, although I guess like quality time also it's it's not it's still quality time and I don't know that anybody's getting like
1: no it's quantity time yeah yeah
0: exactly (laughs) um so I think normally my love language would be words of affirmation and probably quality time honestly so that would be normally I'm trying to think if it's changed I I feel like during the pandemic I don't know that it's changed I think that so the acts of service for me is like I have struggle with this because I feel like acts of service, I don't remember how the book portrayed this, but typically in like more traditional like marriages, everybody's just expecting if the, if the men do anything, it's like, oh my gosh, it's act of service. And the way Curtis and I function is it's very much 50-50 in terms of what we do in the house. Like he does just as much cleaning, he does just as much cooking. If anything, during this time, depending on how busy we are with work, he'll take on more or vice versa. But it's, like, almost an unspoken thing where we just do. We just function. We've learned how to function pretty effectively and efficiently in our home, especially during the pandemic. So it's, like, there's not a lot of us, like, bickering over, like, who did what or who did more or whatever. We just kind of, like, know we have to keep functioning with the kids. I don't know if that would be different if we didn't have kids. But we just kind of like, we're on like this train track and we just keep going. And that's just how it goes. So I don't, I don't know that it's really changed. I mean, I think quality time, even though we're together all the time, like, I think the type of quality time, so actual quality time would probably be a bigger one for me at this
1: point. The quality of the quality.
0: The quality of the quality time. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, I'm not like gifts. I like gifts, but it's not a thing. And physical touch i'm sure it would be great if that was one of mine but it's not <laughs> if anything during the pandemic having a son who is like my another appendage i'm like can i please not be touched but that's just right. me right and what about you what has has yours changed over the pandemic
1: well my biggest and this is always like almost like a point of shame but my biggest love language is uh gifts. Mm-hmm. And it always, it has been pretty much forever. Um, it sometimes goes back and forth between that and acts of service with a, a little sprinkle of words of affirmation. But during the pandemic, it's definitely swung to acts of service as like my number one. Yeah because like gifts for me like I love surprises I love and like things that count as gifts for me is like you know a planned date night like at a restaurant and I don't know what's gonna happen yeah like that to me counts as a gift you know yeah so you can't do any of that stuff you have yeah. any of that stuff I will say Josh has gotten me some awesome gifts during the pandemic let me tell you <laughs> so at the be- it wasn't the beginning it was like mid it was like a quarter into it all we were watching on HBO um I'll be gone in the dark Mm I bought the Golden State Killer. And we were both so into it. It was so great. it's so good. And like I know the story through and through. But every different storytelling has a different perspective on it. And Josh has only gotten into true crime since we've been dating. (laughs) He can't be around me for long and not. (laughs) So he got really into it. And then one night after we finished the series, I was getting into bed. And I lifted up my like pillow. I'm like fluffing my pillow the whole thing. And he had bought me the book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And it was like under my pillow. That's
0: very sweet. Which –
1: Is just darling. He put a murder book under my pillow. (laughs) Is there anything? Can I think of anything sweeter? And then like there was like a few other things. He he does do like big gifts at some point. So like he got me an Apple Watch during the pandemic. He got me Apple AirPods. It's like he's poster child for Apple. I don't understand. But so those things for me like whereas you know I know they're material. I know that. But I didn't grow up with a lot of material things. So anything and we all know this. But anything that happens to you in life. It affects you in one of two ways. You either want more of it or you want less of it. You do more of it or you do lo- less of it. You either, yeah. you know, go for it or you avoid it. And for me, I didn't have a lot of material possessions growing up. We always had enough. Like, we weren't starving. But we also drank, like, powdered milk a lot. So, yeah. like, we didn't have money. <laughs> yeah. And so when I get a gift that, like, whether it's meaningful to me or not, it doesn't have to be meaningful. Like, an Apple Watch is not like, oh, my God, like, it's diamonds. Like, it's not – Yeah. But I love to track my freaking calories like in and out. You know what I mean? That's something I love to do. And so for him to, you know, know that about me and get me something like that, it's materialistic on one level. But like for me, it's not because it says to me, you thought about me when I wasn't Mm -hmm. when I wasn't with you. You put money towards something that you could have spent on something that actually like quote unquote mattered. But like what you wanted was to see me smile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, and he so paid attention me, to what you are interested in and like what yeah, you yeah, would
1: want. Yeah, so gifts have always been really meaningful to me. But during the pandemic, I will say acts of service have become number one for me because what you're doing, what he's doing when he, I wanted to say commits, that's not the right word, when he commits an act of service. It sounds so, <laughs> when that he, sounds very Christian. <laughs> yeah, like completes an act of service, when he does an act of service is what he's doing is he's giving me the gift of rest or he's giving me mm. the gift of time because yeah. I'm out of it and yeah. my bandwidth is so low and so in that way it's an act of service but what he's really doing is doing is he's meeting me with the with my number one love language which is gift giving
0: yeah so. that makes sense i think a lot of these like kind of spill into each other because even when i say things like quality time when you when you describe things like dates like as gifts I think for a little while gifts was maybe one of mine but it, it's always but for me when I think gift I think of like like the card or like it's more just mm-hmm. like you took you took a second out of your day and thought of me in, in yeah. a more random moment um and so that's like, a gift
1: though I do think of that as that's yeah. a gift. and like so, a so card maybe it might be yeah.
0: like gifts in the sense of that in like quality time like Planning something where I haven't had to make the decisions, or like that you've just figured yeah. it all out. Like I think that's a big one for me as well. So being at home, I I mean I feel like, and I don't know if the people uh, that are listening know this about you, but you know you've worked from home for quite a while now, so some of it probably wasn't as like severe of an adjustment as maybe other people. But at the same time, with our partners, you with your boyfriend, me with my husband, like they're having to play this role. Which is you know, co-worker and best friend and they're you know, your lover and you're sometimes your enemy and like all these different mm-hmm. roles. how how has that kind of played out for you? or has that changed anything in your relationship over this pandemic?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's so so funny the um like coworker thing. So I have not worked in a traditional office environment since like early 2017 I've been Mm -hmm. working at home since then and like there's lots of days where I'm you know on set or shooting or have meetings and things like that but I still have worked at home so I this like you said it was not like a big shock to my system but uh like a funny thing you know with Josh having the year you know down from a traditional job What a chatty Kathy! Like (laughs) this guy, like they talk about water cooler talk, you know, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, you go in the kitchen and grab a cup of coffee with your coworker or whatever. That's supposed to be like five minutes an hour. (laughs) Like. This man, God love him, he really is a chatty Kathy and loves to talk. (laughs) And just like, he just likes to like shoot the shit. Where like, he just likes to like reminisce on like the day before or the day ahead or the stock market or (laughs) the game that's going to be on tonight. You know, lots of football and lots of basketball. And, you know, we play DraftKings, like we bet on games and stuff. And like, he just likes to shoot the shit throughout the day. And, you know, I got dead. Headlines (laughs) I kind of love
0: that though. That's so cute.
1: I know well, I need to find a way to make it cute because when I (laughs) I get high strung about it where I'm like, I'm working here. I'm like very not cute about it. I need to find a way to be cute about it. Um and like he'll say things to me and I'll be like, What did you like I missed everything you just said? And he'll go, Oh, do you need me to leave you alone? And I'm like, Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I, I do, and then he'll launch into something else. And so, like, it's really funny when – it's cute and all these things when you're on the outside looking in and, like, reminiscing sure. and telling a story about it when you're in the middle of it. I'm just – I'm awful. <laughs> um, so I think that for me, I think that because we're running to there all day, like, the pandemic has had a huge impact on my libido, mm-hmm. which I don't like. I don't want to be that way, but it's had a huge impact, and that's been a really big struggle. Yeah. So I'm really excited for, like, post-pandemic – Libido, Tiffany. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because existing in the pandemic, Tiffany libido is lenono. La <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear like, that.
0: I feel like I, I honestly, and whatever. I don't. Whoever's listening, this is maybe TMI, but it's like. I I agree with you because I have been there as well, but I also feel like because of the pandemic and because of the monotony of our, what feels like our lives are a lot of times, it's like, I also feel like mine has ebbed and flowed because of like, it's ironic. I am not a physical touch person, but I almost feel like kind of to circle back to the question we did earlier there's been times where I'm surprised that I am feeling like I need that when I wouldn't normally because it's almost like I need something to break up like the constant just like we're all just roommates in this house and like yes. a reminder of like hey we are you're my husband not just my best friend and not just like my co-worker and all those things so I feel like overall that part has been okay for us but I definitely feel like the moods that the, the the mood swings for me and with mm. all of that has also like been hard so
1: yeah well you're talking about the monotony like the way that i like to refer to well we do all the time we refer to it as like it just is groundhog's day is how it feels Mm-hmm. you know that really famous movie Brittany,
0: called groundhog's day yeah Groundhog? no i do not groundhog
1: day i guess
0: groundhog day
1: isn't that, that just like a all?
0: isn't that just like a, a holiday or something
1: well, it is – well, it, a holiday is a stretch. You know what, though? It's actually – it's it's Nadia's birthday. It's Nadia's
0: birthday, yes.
1: Yeah. Okay, but so there's Groundhog's. a
0: movie? Yep. <laughs> is this one of those things I should have known, but, like, maybe I can blame on growing up in Africa? Yeah.
1: So, 100% <laughs> you can, and it's still unacceptable. So, it's Bill Murray. And Okay. In this movie, which is one of the greatest movies, like you should watch it with Curtis pronto. Okay. But it's absolutely a part of the pop culture lexicon. When you say something is Groundhog's Day, it means that like every day is exactly the same as the day before. Oh. So in the movie, spoiler alert, this dude wakes up and has a day and then he goes to bed and he wakes up the next day and it's the same day again, but only for him. Oh, okay. So everyone around him acts as though they're not having the same day over and over and over again, but he has the exact same day every – yes. So the interesting thing about it – oh, wow, I'm having an epiphany right now. He learned a lesson. I have not learned a lesson during my (laughs) Groundhog's Day. He learned the lesson that you can make every day – the best day. Like he goes through. I'm, I'm spoiling mm. the whole movie for you. But it's okay. fantastic. It, you should know it by now. And the fact that you don't. I have no problem spoiling it for you. You're like
0: I have no sympathy for you whatsoever.
1: None. So at first he's just angry about it. He doesn't understand how everybody else isn't experiencing the same thing he is. He's angry. He's disgruntled. He's frustrated. He's just doing anything he can to get out of it. And then after a while he starts noticing what's happening around him. And figuring out a way to make it better for everyone else as well. So he keeps mm. living the same day, but he improves upon it every day. Yeah.
0: That's Why amazing. has this not
1: clicked for me? We always just talk about Groundhog Day in the pop culture sense of it just being the same. But the lesson of the movie is you have the same day all the time and you have the opportunity to make it better. I'm literally having a moment. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do my day better.
0: That is the crazy part of, of all of this too is it's like it is just a choice to behave a certain way and it sometimes... It is a choice. It's so hard. But sometimes it feels like it's not, which is I think when like, not to veer off into another whole dark subject, but I think I'm sure a lot of people are struggling with depression and things like that. And I know for sure that I've gone through some version of that this year. And I think sometimes it feels like it isn't a choice. Kind of like when you're on your period and your hormones are raging and you (laughs) feel like you don't... Like it. I know it's like you literally do have a choice but it physically doesn't feel that way so but I I guess that's true it's like each day I mean even with the kids like we, there's things that we've had to like let go or I've just had to let go and be like it's fine we're all just surviving and I can choose to have a good attitude or I can choose to be a bitch and a lot of times mm-hmm. I do not choose the right thing
1: well oh, I, I don't I don't choose the <laughs> right thing
0: <laughs> no yeah it's I, – but I think I, – I also think similar to what you said about forgiving more quickly, I think I'm very quick to apologize. It doesn't mean that it's right how I react sometimes, but I feel like I'm quick to be like, I'm so sorry. I, It's just like the split – you know, I think, feel like the, the emotions are always so high, so you feel it really big uh-huh. and then it's like – but then you also realize how ridiculous you may have sounded in that moment, so – Right. Yeah. And
1: I think we're also lacking like the social awareness that we're used to having. We're like when you're around other people, you wouldn't necessarily talk to somebody a certain way, but we're not around anyone else whatsoever. So Mm -hmm. I think that like, you know, once life is like, quote unquote, normal again, I think there will be awkward I, I don't know, like either awkward silences or just yeah. awkward interactions because we've all been isolated for so long. Like it's going to be like the sunburn of relationships, you know, it's like <laughs> totally. we've all been so pale for so long and we're going to get burnt. That's interesting <laughs> though, because,
0: because I've noticed, so like, you know, I'm working from home and so I interact with lots of people every day as a story producer and lots of phone calls, lots of text messages. And I do think, I don't think I've realized this until now, but I've noticed in the last like month or so that I've become a lot more, I'm, I feel like I'm always myself, but like there's this side of me that's very, I'm, I can be very blunt. I can be too harsh at times. And there's a side of me at work that I I don't typically hit that point with people. Like that's just too comfortable. I can be very comfortable with people very easily, but I feel like more recently I've become more like not even cutting cuz I don't think I'm being like mean to anybody but just being a lot more direct than I normally would be but I think it's also because like all the interaction is happening over the phone or like mm-hmm. over text and so it's just kind of like you're never getting that physical interaction with people to really gauge yeah. like how they're
1: feeling. I think so. I think I think we do have a lot of awkward silences like ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> As a people.
0: Yeah. Okay, I do have one more question. Is it possible to keep things spicy during literally the worst time in our personal human history?
1: No. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think we've, like, he would hate that I'm talking about this, but whatever. Um, We've had moments of spice, but, like, they're not, it's low quantity. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, there have been moments of, like you know, things that normal, like, in the normal world would never happen that have happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, are you guys, like, making time, like, are you, you know, again, like, not to keep saying the kids thing, but, like, because you are just, like, two grown adults at home, like, are you guys making any time or Like, even trying to do, like, dates at home. But you guys are really good about making dinner and stuff, though. You have, like, your rituals that you Yeah, no, we totally
1: have, like, adorable things that we do. Do not get it wrong. Don't get it (laughs) twisted. So, like, we make dinner, and then, like, our thing with dinner is we watch a game show. So Mm -hmm. we either watch Jeopardy, or lately it's been The Weakest Link. And (laughs) we, like, play the game. So we have these things, but they're... I wouldn't call them spicy. They're just fun. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I think they're I think it's important and yet like I've been so depleted lately that I I did buy something spicy and I have not <laughs> worn it.
0: No. Oh, well, it's just hey, sitting in step. there for
1: like a month. Yeah. I guess, but it's sitting there for like a month and I'm like, oh, like is today, I <laughs> No, mm-hmm. it's not. I don't have it in me. And I think what it is is I need a break. Like, I need the holiday to happen because I haven't had any time off. So I think that that's, like, a big part of it. I really am living a Groundhog's Day, and it's been really negative. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think we're very similar, or I I, I think we are similar in this in that, like, if we're mentally not in the right place, like, I need to be, like, prepared in all the ways to be able to spice things up at all. And I just, like, if I'm – bogged down mentally and haven't had a break Mm -hmm. from that like I like yeah my priority is coming back to zero coming back to normal before we can talk about anything beyond that you know
1: absolutely and I think you know the whole move that we're having to do has been like absolutely heartbreaking and really really extremely stressful in so many ways if you're listening landlord (laughs) um it's been traumatic but I do think that, like, once we're in a new space, it's going to be really good for us. Yeah. Because it's change, and, like, that's the thing that everybody's lacking right now is, like, you may hate change it's a lifestyle, but that's, like, one thing we all need right now is something different. Yeah. And so, like, getting into a new space and, like, I haven't made this place a home in seven months because... It ha- I've known it's not going to be my home so getting into a place and settling and like hanging a picture and yeah. creating little like you talked about sanctuaries and things like that I think it'll actually do like wonders for the relationship itself yeah. I do
0: just being able to have some change I 100% agree some change
1: totally yeah. and well you know Brittany there have been during the pandemic a number of people who also have sought change <laughs> In one and way or another? It, yes, in one way or another. The the celebrity relationships are just dropping right and left. Just, just falling out of the sky like flies with a swatter. <laughs> oh, no. And we've all been watching. And it's been really – it's sad, but, like, we got to talk about it.
0: Okay. Tell me more.
1: Uh, well, let's start with Bachelor Nation. Okay. We could have ended with it, but let's just start with it. Okay. There have been two huge breakups this year. Colton as we know mm-hmm. former bachelor he got covid at the beginning of the pandemic and like Cassie is whatever fiance nursed him back to health the whole thing and then like two months later they broke up
0: yes I mean that was I kind of saw that coming it never seemed like it was oh I, I I don't know maybe I should take that back I feel like they reminded me of like a youth group couple that maybe could somehow <laughs> make it work at some point but <laughs> I don't know. She never seemed really like convincing that she was super into it. She always seemed a little hesitant, but...
1: Oh, well, yeah. Remember when she left?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She left the show and he like begged her back. So yeah, Yeah. super hesitant. Yeah. For sure. And it did seem like she was into him, but then like after they broke up, he apparently stalked the hell out of her.
0: Yeah, I read that too. Yeah. Oh,
1: not a good look, Colton. Yeah. But they're not the only failed bachelor couple this year and we actually hit on this a few weeks ago but your favorite bachelor couple has called it quits during the pandemic as well
0: Ashley and JP I'm so sad
1: you've always had a special love for him
0: I have they have something with his smile his eyes he was just like very charming there's actually another one um I think it was during pandemic or maybe it was before the pandemic but the Chris and Crystal that got married um yes and now she's uh having a baby with a different different <gasps> guy. They got I yeah. did not know this. What? Yeah, they I mean Chris and Crystal I feel like they may have separated before the pandemic, but it was like at the beginning of the year. And then she started dating another guy sometime this summer and she's expecting a little girl.
1: So Wow. Crazy. I had no idea. Well, congratulations, but wow, that's got to sting right after that relationship ends for her, like for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, like, they influenced me so much with all those toothpaste ads they did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wanted my teeth to be as white as theirs. I
0: know. I always want my teeth to be as white as all of the Bachelor people. But I, They're
1: unnaturally white. They're, like, blue. They're so white that they're blue.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm just afraid of the pain that would cause to my poor, sensitive teeth to try to get them That's that white. That's the thing.
1: That's yeah. the thing. Um. So, also in reality TV world, though we all okay so we've talked a little bit here and there about how much we love the show selling sunset so on the show selling sunset one of the realtors is with tarik from flipper flop that's what it's mm-hmm. called right the show mm-hmm. on hgtv yeah. so his ex-wife got married like less than two years ago already had a baby with her new husband and they called it quits a couple months ago now
0: i did not know this Yes. Oh, that's so
1: sad. A whole. I know it's so sad. It really is sad because it's just unexpected. Her and Tark were together for so long, had a kid together. They were together like almost a decade or something. Yeah. And then they split up, you know, any divorce is horrible, but like somewhat amicably to the point that they could still do a show together and raise their daughter together publicly. She marries someone else, gets pregnant, has a kid right away with him. And now, yeah, less than two years and they're, it's already, they called it quits and. I need to know.
0: Yeah, that is very sad. I mean, I know everybody's got to do, I guess, what the, what they got to do. But like, oh, that's, yeah, that is very sad.
1: I know it's sad. And then, okay, a couple more, and we'll we'll blow through some of these. One of them we're going to have to hit on for a hot minute. But Kelly Clarkson and her husband have called it quits. Um, They were married, I think, for about seven years, have two kids together. And she, you know, wrote that beautiful song, probably co-wrote, because that's how it goes in pop music. But she wrote that beautiful song that's about her dad, Mm -hmm. but it's also about her husband and about how he has given her the love that her dad never did. Mm. and met you know stepped up in all these different ways I actually saw her perform January of 2019 uh, my friend Alex took me to see her for my birthday it was so fun and she sang that song and she broke down in the middle of it at the Staples Center singing that song which I'm sure she sung dozens and hundreds of times whatever the case may be but that was only in January of 2019 here it is a year and a half later and this man that she's singing mm. about who like rescued part of her heart their marriage is over and apparently since it happened this summer it's actually gotten ugly
0: I keep saying that's so sad but it is it's just like heartbreaking it is
1: it's heartbreaking and he apparently managed her on some level as well too so he was taking commissions from some of the deals he got her and she doesn't want to pay him the commissions now and it's a whole thing and like money and love is tough y'all
0: yeah oh yikes
1: it gets hard and confusing Um, I didn't even know until I was googling it today Brittany but Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis broke up
0: yes that was so 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 sad who knew I know I didn't know yeah I saw I did see that I feel like I saw a picture or something where they where it was like that they were broken up but they were still like celebrating a holiday or something together and it seemed like are they amicably separating or something because like it was like after yeah. the announcement they were still hanging out and look, clearly looked like they were having fun together. So I don't I have no idea, but it's, it is. Yeah.
1: Know. Well, the article I saw came out on November 14th and then like Thanksgiving's right after that. So maybe that's what it was. But yeah. either way, they were a weird couple to begin with, I think. But yeah. I was like, I always like when I like an unobvious, an- is that the word in obvious, unobvious couple?
0: Yeah. I thought, I feel like with them too, where you're like, oh him. Okay. Her. Okay.
1: Well, it's kind of the same thing as works. like Emily Emily Blunt and um um j- yep, yep, the office Jim. guy, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Jim. He'll just be Jim forever. It's yeah, it's almost like them. Like it's it, it, there's something like not obvious about it that I enjoy and I like. Yeah.
0: That you're so like, that oh, was maybe sad. this is why it's going to work because you guys make like a different kind of couple." But
1: Right. But I think the biggest bombshell of them all when Rachel Hollis and her husband announced their divorce I think it really rocked some worlds and even mine I've only ever listened to one book by her but I know her platform yeah so what are your thoughts on that like that whole I I think it's scandalous
0: (laughs) I think it was scandalous I I feel like my honest opinion is when you have a platform like she does I think that I think the hardest part is that her plat on her platform she seemed to tout that they are so open about everything and like their whole platform was like how to make your marriage work and all this stuff and then and and And
1: she into and she's an overtly Christian author by the way who writes a lot of stuff about relationships marriage uh, parenting things like that yeah yeah
0: and I think she on the one hand everyone is owed privacy and like sure they don't have to share what's going on behind closed doors so that is why it was shocking but I think because their whole business is how to make relationships work how to be your best self all this kind of stuff it did seem shocking and I I think the thing that was like the worst part of it is then like a month later she's putting out the book that's like didn't see that coming or whatever it's called and it's like clearly you did or clearly yeah. this has been going on for a while you wouldn't have been able to write a book about it and I mean I hopefully they are doing whatever they need to do for their family and to succeed yeah. in happiness and health and all those things but yeah it definitely was shocking given who she is and what she writes about.
1: And also sure. the thing about it was was once everything broke like the news you could go back to two or three weeks before the news broke to their podcast they have a really popular podcast and two or three weeks before they were talking about how to make a marriage work during a pandemic
0: yeah exactly. and then to,
1: and, and, and it's them together it's her and her husband together talking through this and not it how it, it seemed genuine yeah and then two weeks later it's like actually our marriage has completely crumbled and failed behind the scenes yeah and I don't care what spin you put on that about how amicable it is or how you're gonna like co-parent or blah 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 there's something to that. I think the criticisms that they received about that being like kind of unfair to the public, I think, are completely due. I think that like I agree. I think that they you put yourself on that you know publicly out there, and when you put out content that close together that completely contradicts itself,
0: people feel duped a little bit. Yeah. It's like, and I and I yeah I I feel that way where it's just like I think. If you're going to, if your brand is this, like, we're so genuine and open and, like, this is me and I'm being real. And then, like, again, this is my opinion, but I think if you're going to play that, play it like that and not share some of the ugly. And I think they tried to, like, share the ugly in their way. It just comes across. Then when something like this happens, it just comes across so like everything's been a lie or every, and I'm sure everything hasn't been a lie, but that's just how it feels. And it feels just very like, uh, like a marketing strategy or like it was it all, Absolutely.
1: Yes, yeah. it absolutely yeah. does. And I think the thing about it is, is like when you're really going through something like that and you're looking to somebody else who it seems on some level, nobody has anything figured out, but it seems on some level that they are figuring things out and they're, they're, they're giving you advice That's the thing. They were a platform for advice and like intending to be like a model of what to do. Mm -hmm. If I was going through a really, really hard time in a marriage or whatever at that time while I'm looking at that and then I find out like two weeks later that they're, you know, after posting something like they did, that they're getting a divorce, the hopelessness that would set into me I think is like the biggest disservice that they did is that I think that they created an atmosphere for hopelessness and that's really sad. Yeah. That's really sad. So way to go, Hollises.
0: <laughs> I hope I you're both
1: happy in your futures.
0: <laughs> yes, same. <laughs> I guess to kind of like round this out, um, as we've been talking about relationships in the pandemic, uh, romantic relationships specifically, uh, we did find a couple articles that had just some suggestions, some things of like, how can we be be better? How can we do things a little bit uh, better in our relationships. Um, mm-hmm. nur- how do we nurture nurture a healthier relationship? Probably in the pandemic and not in a pandemic. But this these right. articles were specifically during the pandemic during the pandemic. Um, the rando so, pando. The rando pando, as we like to call it. Uh, so the first one is an article from uh, mental health. Uh, the the UK version of this and. They, it's titled, Five Quick Tips for Nurturing Healthy Relationships. And it's, a lot of this is very, like, general information, but I think it's stuff to really take to heart because I think in these, like, monotonous times, it's kind of the little things that make a big difference, honestly. And so um, the first thing that it, it – so there's five things. And the first thing says, um, give time, put more time aside to connect with your friends and family think that's super important and even just in our friend group it's like at the beginning of the pandemic I think everybody was like let's stay connected and I think it's been very easy to kind of naturally drift apart because everybody's trying to cope in their own way but I think you know checking in with people but also not probably judging too hard on people that maybe you haven't heard from you know um be present This means really paying attention to the other people in your life and not trying to be distracted by your phone or your work or other interests. I find this to be difficult a lot of times with the phone things. I feel like my phone's just like always getting a million text messages and I try to just set it down sometimes and be like, it's fine Mm -hmm. if I walk back and there's 40 messages from my group text. It's fine, you know? Yeah. Listen is another one. Really listen to what others are saying and try to truly understand it and to focus on their needs in that moment. Uh, let yourself be listened to. Honestly share how you're feeling and allow yourself to be heard and supported by others. And Gross. then the last one I I know. <laughs> and then the last one is recognize unhealthy relationships. Harmful relationships can make us unhappy. Recognizing this can help us move forward and find solutions um I think that's kind of interesting because even in the pandemic being mindful of who you're talking to and like how much time you spend talking about certain things because I know even for myself like look I know we're all talking about the pandemic all the time but I hit a point where I'm like I'm aware we're all aware I can't talk about this 24-7 I'm going to lose my mind like and there's times where I'm just like you know, if I know the conversation's going to be like that, I may avoid that conversation because for my mental health, I can't handle it. Or just seeking out the kind of conversations you need to have, I guess.
1: Right. No, I think in the let yourself be listened to one for me is important because you and I were actually talking about this yesterday that um, over the years, I don't know, I've become with like all the exhaustions of life, right? Whenever I'm going through something, it used to be that I would want to vent about it or I want to talk about it and talk it through. But over the years, I've almost become like the opposite extreme where to talk about what I'm dealing with gives it too much attention almost. So it it drains Mm -hmm. me even more. But I've gone too far to one side where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I never want to talk about what I'm dealing with because it's in my head the whole time. So I never want to talk about it. But you being my best friend – like, can kind of, like, read between the lines sometimes and be like, hello, uh, McFly, if you want to talk about this. <laughs> and, like, you'll helpfully push at it a little bit because it's like, you know, like it's not normal to not talk about things at all. And so I think if you lean really far to one side of either of those things, like you talk too much about it, then maybe you are giving it too much attention. And Mm. part of, you know, I think that can be unhealthy. And I think I used to be a bit that way and I went too far the other way. And I know we're talking about relation, like whatever romantic relationships, but I also think that like letting yourself be listened to, it really is like you're a tea kettle and you know, lifting up that top and letting the steam out so you don't explode. There is something to that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so anyway, I guess what I'm saying is, thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm here for you, girl, and you're always there for me too. We've had I know, many. And I uh, appreciate it. Uh, I've cried many a time over Facetime in the pandemic to you. So no,
1: same. I mean. I- I woke up on Sunday morning were just like the puffiest eyes Just like you okay? I'm like no, I cried all night. I'm not okay.
0: <laughs> like
1: do I, I know? Look but okay it's like, to you?
0: I think it's like even for your sake what you're saying and keeping it in I think my fear of people doing that because I, I can find myself as much as I'm like I'm so open I'm also like I'll want to support everybody else so sometimes I'll just like keep some of my feelings to myself without even I don't even think I realize I'm doing it sometimes but then it's like I feel like it'll just fester or it'll either fester and explode or I will become numb. And that's, that's honestly where I, I I can be an explosive person, but I feel like I become in the pandemic, I've become more just like apathetic and I don't like that feeling where I'm just like, don't care, don't give a shit, whatever. And that part scares me more than just taking the time to talk it through, even though it's like. I've already exhausted this in my own mind.
1: Right. And you may not find a solution, but I think the solution is just like talking about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do totally. <laughs> You know,
1: like that's the human thing that we need to be doing. So at the end yeah. of the day, I will say, so something I've been struggling with as a whole that I need to get together is kindness. I have been so short-tempered. I've been so reactive. And so I've been really trying to focus and failing quite a bit. I I started this 30-day kindness challenge like privately. And I got through like day two and a half. And I was like, fuck (laughs) this. I forgot. I meant
0: to ask you about that.
1: Oh, it is not going well. (laughs) But um, the fact that I even want to continue is like good enough. (laughs) So I'm really just trying to be kind. Because uh, another thing with our romantic partners at home is they're everything to us right now so also I'm guilty of taking out all of my frustrations in the worst way as well and like I this is like supposed to be the person I love more than anyone in the world and I'm speaking to you like I love you less than anyone in the entire world like that's not okay and it's just mindfulness about that so that's something that I'm really going to be focusing on going forward I don't want to be that person that's not who I am and yet I will behave that way because it's the most human part of me to just be like low level low vibration to me
0: Totally. Yeah. No, I feel the same. I got to work on my attitude and just being more thoughtful with my words and kind and yeah. even just like kind to myself. I think that's actually honestly one of the bigger things and it does affect our relationship is me not being kind to myself affects my self-confidence. It affects how I talk about myself, how I feel around him, all those things and I think and maybe the lesson at the end of the day is, like, we still got to work on ourselves first before we can even think about our right. partners. But I think that's the kindness thing. And I don't know, when we're in such close proximity, our words are so powerful. They're always powerful, but I think it's even, they're even more powerful when we're spending 24-7 together. And it's easy to yeah. think it's the opposite and just like, oh, whatever, we're around each other. We could just say whatever the hell we want.
1: Yeah, Man. but we're not getting another influence. That's the thing. It's yeah. like, I mean, not not at all, but like we're so in such tight quarters that like whatever we say has so much more weight than usual because it's just us. Yeah. You we don't have a
0: place to let out the steam, go to work, Mm-mm. go for a girl's night.
1: Yeah. Josh is like, I really miss your girl's nights. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> He's like, you're sense. so much nicer. <laughs> I Aww. know, babe. I know.
0: Can he it's tell true. a difference at all? Whenever like we've podcasted or like talked for a while, oh, you yeah. know. Oh really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, for so sure. The,
0: the moral of the story is we need to talk more often.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like he always is like, "Have a good time. I'll see you later." Um, yeah, no. He. It's like a marked difference.
0: <laughs> That's what you need to do is like go, go get dressed up, and then like. Leave for 15 minutes in your car and come back, and then just like pretend like you had a girls' night or something. You can call I me know. and then be like, "Okay, I'm home, and we had a great time."
1: I totally <laughs> need to do that. Ugh, it's almost Christmas, you guys. It's well, it's it's almost whatever you do. It's the holidays. It's
0: almost the end of this glorious year, and I really hope that next year is so much better. We are the vaccine's <laughs> coming out, so that's good. Maybe there's exciting. There's, There's some hope in the midst of all this craziness because right now the numbers in LA and every I mean everywhere it's not good but it's it's crazy.
1: What a time to be alive. (laughs) Um, What the hell is up with this time to be alive?
0: Yes. I hope that all of you in your relationships are making it work during this pandemic.
1: Yeah. I will say, so here's the thing. uh, And uh, to wrap this up is, so they say like during like Mercury and retrograde, Mercury retrograde, whatever. They say like during that, if you believe in that kind of stuff, not to make big decisions during times like that. I'm going to go with the same thing with the pandemic. Do not make big decisions during a pandemic. I just don't think it's wise. Like sit tight, (laughs) sit tight, ride out the storm Let it be back six months to a year back in real life and then make your big life decisions, whether it's a relationship or something else is what I think, you know, like it can illuminate things right now and you might feel some clarity, but like this is not the real world right now, you know, so that's my perspective on things.
0: I agree. Thanks for sticking with us this year. We've enjoyed doing this. This has been our fun passion project, so Stay tuned for some fun things coming up, I think, in the new year. We'll probably oh, talk yes. about that next uh, next week.
1: Announcements.
0: So until then, I've been Brittany.
1: And I'm Tiffany. Bye, 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 bye. 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 Good enough, right?
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: That's going in there. Good enough, <laughs> right? Fuck. <laughs>
1: And I, here's the funniest thing about it is that like, I think that we keep putting this thing at the end where we're like harmonizing together, like it evolved naturally and I don't think anyone notices. No one, (laughs) no, I don't think anybody's noticed but us. I know. It's (laughs) fine. It's our little Easter egg. It's our Easter egg. All right. That was super fun. Okay. I'll hit stop when you hit stop. When are you ready? Ready. Yeah.